Welcome to the first English understanding of global slim podcast tonight, tonight with owner, owner and, re and referee Excalibur Championship Wrestling Ben Wolf. How you doing, sir? How you doing, good, sir? sir. How are you? Good, good. Well, it's an honor for me to have you here here in Global Global Wrestling Podcast. And and let me tell you something. We're doing something that that. Let's put it this way. You know, those always a first one, right? They can become, they can become two, three, four. But it's always, it's always special. Yeah. Well, Ben, you're the first person that I interview in English. Well, that, that's pretty cool. I appreciate it. Well, Ben, thanks a lot for a lot for um, um, accepting our invitation, and let's let's go out of our what we came, what we came here for to have an interview. What? How you began industry of professional professional wrestling? How did I get into all this? Um, Yes, I was grew up as a kid watching wrestling, um, and I eventually had the opportunity. Went to a show and uh, got to know the owner and uh, got a chance to referee, and that's how I got into doing what I'm doing now. You guys advertise some of their stuff on here, Gastonia Pro Wrestling. Okay, let me. Um, did someone teach you to become a referee? Just, just the opportunity, and you went. You went. Uh, I was taught by uh, Tim Hunter and a gentleman named Dizzy Devil, uh, Thomas Scott. They're the guys who trained me how to referee. Who was your motivation, or who motivated you to become a professional 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 referee? To try and yes. Yes, man. How do you, how do you, um, what you might put it this, put it this way. How you became, how you became a partner in a, prof a professional wrestling promotion? Well, uh, Excalibur was started in 2013 by James Roberts and some other guys. 
It lasted for a couple years. And then I was working uh, for another company. And James Roberts had talked to me about wanting to do his own thing. And so me and him became business partners in this uh, venture. Uh, we used to do it in Lincolnton, North Carolina. We ran there for several months. And now we're in Lowell, North Carolina. Okay. How long you been you been here in the industry? Uh, I've been doing as a referee. I've been doing this probably almost nine months. But business business owner or business partner? How long you been? Owner, I have been doing helping out. As a business. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. With first wrestling match, that you got opportunity, opportunity to be the referee, referee. Or let's put it this way. 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 What's the what's the first main event that referee? because it's been slowly matches, but um, I've refereed uh, championship matches, one of the best matches, like a man by the name of Hall of Famer, so that was a pretty good match for me. All right. Do you, do you oh, look, 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 look what they wrote here? Question. What, what interests you to become a partner? I didn't see myself wanting, you know, rep. Green is do things behind the scenes. Okay. Do you remember how much did you got to pay the first the first night? night you ref you ratch ratch. this way it's been very far few and far between uh which shows that i get paid most of the time as a references that i've done at the bulk of them have been refing for free until i got with excalibur and then it's you know i i get my percentage of uh stuff and everything like that but most of the time i don't get paid to do the uh, referee do you do it for the passion for the, the sport of professional wrestling yeah I do it for the passion um, as I've been doing this a little bit longer uh, I'm getting opportunities to get out there and work paid shows where I will get paid that are not with Excalibur 
But yeah, it's mostly the passion of the sport and the love for professional wrestling that I do it. What opinion that your fans have? What 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 did you think? And what concern your your family have every every night inside inside the score circle? Um, getting hurt. Yes. I've already uh, messed up my knee and had a concussion from it. Okay. okay. Fans, fans, um, um, situation in professional wrestling because you know, fans, fans. They would have us, one of us wouldn't be here. You know, you know. Those, those fans appreciate. Wait, what do you think? Those, do you think that fans appreciate what you're doing that you do inside the circle? Yeah, I, I think there are fans that appreciate it. Every time we have fans to come out and watch our shows, um, and then they, you see the same faces coming back, and uh, this shows you know that they appreciate what's going on and what they're seeing. So that that's how I look at it: is when you get those same fans keep coming back to your product, that shows you that they appreciate what you're doing and what you're offering them. What was the best moment? Your best, what's your best moment wrestling career, career, or or the best moment since you've been in the. Um, to be honest with you, my best moment to referee my son, uh, J.C. Wolf. He's another a second match ever in his uh, wrestling career. Okay. Now, now, from from best moment of your career, now we're gonna go to the worst first in your career. Having a guy roll up on my five hundred pounds. Okay, okay, I got a question right here, right here. Okay, okay, I got a question right here, right who, here. Who was your favorite wrestler personality? Wrestler or talent that appeared in XCW? I like Jack and Seth. I thought he was really good when he came. Uh, on the show that I think a lot of people maybe overlook Kim is Thomas Extreme. Uh, Dirty Joe or some other ones. We have another guy named uh, Mickey Fulton who is another phenomenal. So 
What? I think the thing, the thing that thing that has surprised you the most. Professional wrestling. What's the one thing that surprised me in professional wrestling? Yes, the the thing that shocked you the most. Um. Well, you have people sit there and say that wrestling's about being family and stuff like that, and then you go to some of these shows and you just see a bunch of backstabbing, and it's really not family. So that kind of shocked me because I've gone to shows where it feels like it's family, but then you end up going to other shows and it's not. So that was kind of a shock to me that not all wrestling shows are the same backstage. What ex what experience that you had bro traveling traveling to uh experiences uh my business partner and his tag team partner in the back of my car carrying on screaming and hollering out the window and praying that as we're dr driving down the main street of a town that I don't get pulled over by the cops. In your personal opinion. Who do you think, do you think that, that, is, that is that had that been or is the best, best owner, owner in the history of professional wrestling? Well, right now, currently, I think it's the owners of AEW. I think they're doing things the right way. They're not pushing a lot of the older guys. They're pushing younger talent. So I think that they're doing probably the best job they can with uh, managing the wrestling company. All right. In your, right. your personal opinion, in your, your personal opinion, who, who think that has been the best referee in a professional wrestling? Um, well, my opinion of uh, somebody who I think is a good referee is a gentleman who works the indie scene right now, uh, retired for a while, but helps out with another show backstage is uh, a gentleman who's called Repping Warbeard. Um, he's taught me a good bit about this uh, business of refing and how to do it right. So my opinion, Warbeard is probably the best referee right now on the indie scene. Step inside, step inside the score circle. You're gonna referee a match. The first, the first that comes, to, that comes to your mind. When I have to referee a match, uh, what comes first thing yes. that comes to my mind is making sure that I know uh, what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, if there's anything that I have to do for that match. Um, but making sure that I stay out of the way and that it's all about the wrestlers. Okay. Okay. What? What? Oh. Uh, accomplish in the sport, sport professional wrestling. wrestling. What did you say? That's been, that's been highest, highest. Your best, best accomplished. The sport of professional, professional, professional. 
my biggest accomplishment right now in wrestling? Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's see. Right now, it's there's a couple of them. Uh, getting a chance to referee a match with the WWE Hall of Famer, uh, refereeing my kid's second uh, show, uh, show that he ever did, um, and working for XCW and Titan Southside have been big accomplishments because especially Titan because in this area when they were running, they were a good show to work for. Um, and Excalibur is a great show, and I'm very fortunate for where I'm at with that right now. So that's a big accomplishment for me, for a guy who's not been in this industry that long, to get the opportunity that I have right now to work with a bunch of great guys and a great partner and put on a great show. Ben, did you read that you're in professional wrestling, wrestling, wrestling? Do I? Yeah, there was a, a match uh, that happened a long time ago that kind of made some people not really like me anymore. But, you know, I was still very young in this business at that time when that happened, and I didn't understand everything. So if I had to do that all over again, I don't think I would have. Remember a couple of a couple of questions questions ago, I asked you which which accomplishment in profession, right? Right? Yeah. You know, from all there's there's that comes out from all of them. Which one do you think that is your highest accomplishment in pro wrestling? My personal highest accomplishment is probably getting to referee for a WWE Hall of Famer. That's probably the biggest thing for me right now. Yeah, I just think it's awesome. Uh, after the match, uh, the man said to me that I did a good job. So I, I take that as a big accomplishment to have a guy like that tell me. I okay. I did a good do, job. You know how to play ping pong, right? You know what's ping pong? Ping pong, you mean like the game? No, no, ping pong. Uh, I'm going to tell you a name. Okay. You're going to say something that comes, that comes out of your mind. Okay, I got you. Vince McMahon. Uh, underhanded. Paul Heyman. Genius. Genius. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. Under, undervalued. Under, Re referee Tommy John. Referee Tommy John. I wouldn't know who that is off the top of my head. Who is that gentleman? Right. Um... Uh, Let's, let's. Okay. 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 Is to be able to take the knowledge that I was have gotten over the years, and eventually, hopefully, to open my own uh, company. 
you know, that's my ultimate goal is to be able to own my own company. How do you describe you? What'd you say? How do you describe you? How do I describe myself? Yes. Um, hardworking. Uh, passionate about what I'm doing, uh, and motivated to try to be the best I can be every, every night that I go out there. So, yeah. John Matthew says, what's up, Ben? That's one half of Perfect Vision, the XCW Tag Team Champions. The other half would be Kid Cutter. Yes, game, yes, game, an idea. What are your goals in professional wrestling? What are my goals in professional wrestling? Um, the biggest one is to own my own company later down the road. That's probably my ultimate goal. But right now, currently, is to try to make XCW the best uh, independent wrestling company in uh, North Carolina. Who's your, who's your favorite? My what? Favorite wrestler? Yes. Uh, that would be uh, Sting. Sting? Sting? Yeah. Who's your favorite referee? Uh, well, if you're talking about professional uh, referees, I like Earl Hepner. I always thought he was a great referee. Um, and always thought he uh, did a great job. You says, you says, sir, sir. Who's, who's your favorite promoter? My favorite promoter? Yes. Yeah, well, you know, right now, you know, it would have to be my business partner, man. He, uh, me, he does a great job of being able to get some good talent for our show. And a lot of the times you hear people say, oh, we have a hard time booking this guy or this guy. And somehow he's able to book him. Do you, do you think in the future, can you see XCC That's one of the top independent wrestling company in the United States. Yeah, I, I really do. Because we have a phenomenal fan base. We, every week, are bringing people matches that they don't see every other they go. Uh, we're bringing in talent, different talent every week. So our show is never stale. And I think there's a lot of companies out there that get to that point because they keep bringing in the same guys and not changing things up. And I think that kind of makes them uh, stale and the fans not want anything to do with them. We are always changing things up. So, yeah, I think we could be one of the best companies in the United States in a couple of years. Right now, you have your you – have XC, XCW. 
Where plan planning? Let's take XCW. You see XCW as as you know. I already know. I already asked you at the states. Do you see XCW internationally? I don't know, but that's you know. My answer to that is simply this: If you don't, as a promoter and as an owner, don't think that your company can be the best in the world, the best in the United States, then you shouldn't be doing the uh, doing wrestling. Because if you don't believe that you your product is superior to everybody else, then you'll not survive in this business. John Matt, the, fan, the fans of XCW are, are always elected. They are. Okay, Global Global Wrestling Podcast backstage says, says they ask they ask you any wrestling wrestling company that you and XCW will like collaboration. Um I don't really know right now because we're more focused on trying to do our our thing. But I know that our uh, one of the companies that's our affiliate, AIWF, um, that any of those companies that are on their roster, well, we would have no problem doing a collab with because they are some phenomenal shows that run underneath the AIWF banner. So. Yeah, any of those guys, I would love to do something with because they have some good stuff out there too. Okay, okay. In your personal person, do you think do you think that the pit had done something something good for or the other way around that had been that had done something bad for the for the sport for the sport? What did you say? I couldn't hear you. We're cutting out. Okay, okay. Do, do you think what's your opinion about internet, internet, in professional professional wrestling? Do you think that the internet is a positive? It's positive or negative? Pro wrestling. I, I think it's very positive because look what we're doing right now, man. We're getting a chance to be seen when we do these interviews with you guys by a whole broader market and, and broader uh, people out there that we may not be able to be able to see us, you know, when we do Facebook lives and all that kind of stuff, there's a chance that a guy all the way on the West coast could be watching the show and say, Hey man, I really want to book that guy. So I think it makes it a little bit easier for wrestlers to get bookings and to be seen nowadays and for shows to be able to promote them because of the internet, and I think that you know it'd be a lot harder if we didn't have that. In your, who had been the biggest superstar that had ever published? Um, the biggest superstar we've ever had on our show. Yeah, we had C.W. Anderson, sir. Uh, former e uh, ECW wrestler, C.W. Anderson. Yes, yes. yes. Member Dream Horseman. Yep. Yeah, we had him on our show, and that was a good show. Uh, uh, the fans were into that. So, yes, that's probably been so far the biggest name we've had on our show. What would, what would you 
to help the new generation that is coming up pro wrestling? Um, make sure that they have some of the best trainers to teach them the right way to do things in the ring. Uh, we have some great guys who on our show who train some of the guy, um, some guys, uh, Cam Jackson, Thomas Extreme. So, you know, and, and my my own um, business partner, he can train people. He's uh, training guys. So the key for this new generation is to find a good quality trainer who is going to teach them the right way to be safe and to keep their uh, opponents safe. If you would have to, would have the opportunity create a match, a match of one of the top, the top talents in the world, who would it be and why? And why? Um, I would probably want to see, uh, they've already done it, but I, I would like to see probably Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. I just think they are phenomenal in the ring, and I think they would put on a heck of a good match together. If you had the, the, the opportunity to sign for a special event of XCW, one of the top talents in the world, anywhere in the world, for one night, for a special event in XCW, who would it and why? And why? Uh, that would have to be Chris Jericho. Um, he is just phenomenal at what he does. It just seems like as he gets older, he just gets better and better. And that would be a guy that would be phenomenal on any show to have. Look up what he did. Yeah. If you had the opportunity in one of the major companies from around the world, which one would it be and why? What, an opportunity to work with a major company? Yes. Anywhere in the world. It would have to be AEW because of the, you know, just they have seemed like they have the brightest future. You know, they are just seem to be doing things the right way um, and always seem to be changing the game of wrestling. Look what they did with you know, Swan and Kenny Omega. I've never seen that before where two promotions work together to make a, a a match where it's title versus title. You know, that's revolutionary. Well, the that I saw, I saw it was Kevin Von Eric versus Jerry the King Lawler, three, three, in 1987. They unified, unified class championship wrestling, wrestling, heavyweight, heavyweight, the world, the world, AWA, World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, yeah, That was the first time that I saw something like that. Like that. Yeah, because most companies nowadays are all about themselves. You know, you, you mentioned Vince McMahon. I used to be a fan of the WWE, and it's now I lost a lot of respect for WWE because. Vince got scared because AEW was coming out and all of a sudden he signs all this major talent and doesn't utilize them. And to me and a lot of other people I've talked to, they said that hurt the indie scene because now you can't book those guys to come do a show for you because they're all tied up at WWE and they're not even being utilized. Yeah. 
And so it's a, it, what he did was not only damaging to professional wrestling, but it was damaging to the indie scene as well. So I, I don't have much respect for Vince on that aspect. Do you, do you believe in professional wrestling? Or do you, do you believe in sports entertainment? It, it's uh, professional wrestling, sir. It's not sports entertainment. Um, I, I'm one of those old school guys, and I don't think what these guys do, yes, it might be entertaining, but it is a sport. It's, you know, professional wrestling. It's not, you know, I, I hate when people sit there and tell me it's entertainment. It's professional wrestling. It's what these guys do. It's what we do. So, yeah, our job is to entertain you, but it's also a sport. These guys are true athletes. They're not actors who are playing roles on TV and stuff mm -hmm. like that. These guys work hard at their craft and to deserve to be considered athletes and be a sport. Your personal opinion. Who do you think that that best best wrestler wrestler in the world? The best wrestler in the world today? Yes. Well, you got you got guy a guy like Kenny Omega, man. He's just right now is just doing phenomenal things and doing matches that no one's ever seen before. So Kenny right now is that guy, you know. And it, I'm kind of glad that he didn't ever go to WWE and sign with them because I don't think he'd get the opportunity he's getting now. Well, right now, he's now uh, um, the first wrestler that ever held a major championship in a single right now, Right now, he's the AAA World Heavyweight Champion, the Impact Champion that is from Canada, AAA from and and AEW in the United States. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Look what they did with Jericho and um, Kenny did in the uh, in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Whoever thought that Kenny Omega signed with WWE, WWE let him because they thought that he wasn't going to be good enough. Yeah. Well, I bet somebody made a mistake there. How do you how do you see your how you company company from from now just from now from now? Probably being one of the top companies in the uh, United States, where we're getting constantly getting. Uh, talent to come work for us. I, I really believe that we will be one of the top tier com uh, independent companies in the United States in a couple years. I really do. You in ten years from now. Visualize myself in ten years from now, either running my own show. Or still working for XCW and uh, 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 making that company great. Where did XCW ten years? Where do I see XCW in ten years? Um, 
probably working uh, all over the United States traveling because we've got a couple travel shows coming up right now. So I, I really think that we will probably be doing a lot of traveling shows uh, and showing off and showcasing our, our own the great talent that we have. You know that we're a global wrestling podcast, but you know, we're from Puerto Rico. Do you ever see yourself co-promoting a show right here in Puerto Rico? If the opportunity came up, uh, you never say never to anything. So, you know, if all the uh, right pieces were in place, you you wouldn't it wouldn't be a problem for us to be there. It just has to be the right situation, the right time for us. Legend, Legend. or favor? Will you like to come in your company for one minute? Uh, I, I would like to have Mick Foley. Why? I just think he is one. It was a phenomenal wrestler and what he was able to do. And um, just his style of wrestling, you know, he, you know, you hear guys sit there and talk about how the rock was the people's champion. But if you really know the backstory of how Mick Foley got into this business, you know, he is that people's champion. So I think it'd be kind of cool to see him at, uh, at, at XCW. There are different styles, styles. You have Lucha Libre style. You got Japanese style. You got Ostao style. So your favorite Um, I've always loved uh, Lucha Libre. I just think what those guys are able to do in the ring is phenomenal. You just sit there and you watch them and it's just beautiful to watch, to be honest with you, because some of those guys, you just look at them and go, how did they do that? So I love watching Lucha uh, Wrestling. I just think it's awesome to see. Now you like Blind Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of like a Rey Mysterio, uh, you know, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. Those are guys that I like to watch. I think they are phenomenal in the ring, you know. I've watched uh, AAA Mexico wrestling. So, you know, those are the things I like. I used to watch Lucha Underground back in the day, and I thought that was a pretty good show. So, yeah, Lucha Libre is probably one of my favorite wrestling styles to watch. As a fan, a fan, which one had been, been your favorite thing match? My favorite wrestling match yes. is probably watching um, Edge and uh, Mick Foley man, and the hardcore match they had at WrestleMania just because I thought the storyline that they had was phenomenal. Um, I think that was a good one. I, I, I think it told a good story. I think that this year's WrestleMania with Edge told a good story too. For him being, you know, an older wrestler, I thought that was a good story that they had going on with him. And I think what they have uh, going on with Roman Reigns, that was a good add to that match at WrestleMania this year. So those are probably my two favorites that they've done so that I really like. Yeah, 
who think you know it's called exit dog it's from north carolina right yes sir okay okay you're from north carolina you were born in red carolina right right no i was raised i was born and raised in uh, central dolphin county in pennsylvania sir the people who adopted me are from north carolina Oh, you're an adopted son in North Carolina. Yes, sir. Thanks. Thanks for the declaration. Now I got two questions. Who do you think that is think that it's the best restaurant that ever that ever came out North North Carolina? Um, best wrestler ever to come out of North Carolina, Rick Flair. Yes. Rick Flair. Um, another one that I think is uh, was good was uh, Junkyard Dog. But, but he, you know, he was underrated. Yeah, and, and it was a shame. I mean, I'm not – as a kid growing up, I caught all the old matches and everything like that of him, but I just thought he was a phenomenal worker – and, you know, there's unfortunately, there's a lot of guys in this industry that are underrated. And I don't feel like they get enough opportunities to get that push that they deserve. So, yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of underrated guys right now in this business. Who do you, who do you think that has been the best wrestler ever to come out of Pennsylvania? Oh. That's a hard one because I, I can't think of anybody who's ever come out of Pennsylvania. Well, I got one. Who's that? Kurt Angle. He's from Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, the Olympic hero. <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, yeah, I forgot he came out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes, he's from and Pittsburgh. Greatest entrances ever, where the fans chant "You suck," and he still loves it. The first, firstly, only Olymp medalist, medalist that ever been at World Championship. Champion. Yeah. What are your thoughts of Kurt Angle? Um, I wasn't a fan of him when he first came into the wrestling industry, but as he got older, um, the matches he did and the way his character evolved. Um, I did start to like him at the latter part of his career. What are your thoughts on Ric Flair? Um, well, my thoughts on Ric Flair is I think he was a phenomenal worker. I thought he could get fans to love or hate him. You know, he did things for this industry to help, you know, give other guys an opportunity to work. You know, so I I really like Ric Flair. I've always thought he was a great worker. You know, how long how long have you been watching wrestling? You told me. Um, I started watching wrestling, uh, Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling when I was a kid. I would come down here and visit my grandparents, and I'd watch Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling um, when I was called about seven or eight. <laughs> okay.
do you think, what are your thoughts of Vince McMahon had done that he had fought the majority of video libraries in pro um, Vince having the majority of these video libraries, it, it's a shame because he does it. If you look at the WWE Network, I remember when I was a teenager, they used to have the territorial days, and you could watch a lot of the old territorial matches. But now that he has some of that, all these archives of these matches, he's not releasing them. He's not putting them out on DVDs. He's not trying to expose anybody to this older style of wrestling and these older guys. He's just showing all that new stuff, and it's a shame because, you know, you can go on YouTube and other places and find some of this stuff, but what he has is such a wealth of wrestling history and legacy that no one ever will see it again. That's true. Right? That's a shame. You know that right now, usually, um, you know, you know that we have the WWF Network, Japan, Japan, New Japan World. I think that I think that it's a good idea to have those combos companies having their own networks. Um, yeah, I think it's a good idea that some of them have their own networks because, you know, it gives them an opportunity to be seen by a broader market. It also allows them to control what happens to their uh, archives of footage and stuff. And it gives you a chance to go back and look at that stuff again. So I, I think it's kind of cool. They have a couple of companies. Uh, AIWF has a network where it's a paid subscription service and you can uh, watch old uh, AIWF matches and shows on Roku and stuff like that. So I think it's a phenomenal idea. Yes, we, yes, we could. Um, the, the one that opens the door for the new talents right now. Yeah. Okay. If you had the opportunity to be in one of the major TV networks, which one would you would have loved to be in? Um, TBS. Where AEW is right now because Ted Turner is in charge of that and he is a huge wrestling fan. You know, he's the one who brought, you know, AEW to TBS and gets the scene by a wide uh, market. So there's a guy right there who supports, you know, independent wrestling and wrestling in general. Do you think that happened most of the coming youth in YouTube? Do you think that's a good for good for business or not? What having independent wrestling and wrestling on YouTube? Yes, yes. yes. I, I think it's a great thing. Um, 
there was uh, power out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Nick Aldis is on that show. I'm trying to think of the name of it, uh, the company. But that's how they got their, you know, are seen is on YouTube. They, they do a studio atmosphere there in Atlanta. But all their content is seen on YouTube for free. You know, and it's allowed people to see these guys who they normally wouldn't get to see because it's such a small, intimate space. So I think it's good that there's opportunities for professional wrestling on YouTube because a lot of times, you know, you're not going to get to see everything. And because people like Vince McMahon hiding content from the masses, that's the only way you're going to get to see some of that stuff nowadays. Right, right now, most of the companies they have places show the events on Facebook Live. Do you think that's business, business, or not? Because I gotta say, like it's it's good for the fans that can choose. I saw referee, referee, an owner. What do you think? Do you think that's good for business or not? Um, I'm a fan of it, but then there's also times that I feel like I'm more comfortable, you know, videotaping my shows, not Facebook Live. That way, if there's a bad match or something, we can take it out. Uh, we can edit the show, make it really a good product. Um, but – XCW has for a while, um, until we moved to Lowell, we're working on trying to get back there um, to Facebook Live. Because when we were in Lincolnton, our shows were seen on Facebook Live. And I think it gives uh, our workers and other people in the United States an opportunity to see our product. So I think it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing, like I said, because if there's a mistake or there's uh, something that went bad in a match, it's out there. There's no way to cover it up. Okay, man. Who's your favorite tag team of all time? And I guess I know who, it, who they are. My favorite tag team of all time is uh, the Blade Runners. That would have been Ultimate Warrior and uh, Sting. And uh, LOD, those are two of my favorites. Why every time I ask that question, they got to say, they got to say, what would you say? Why? I want to. Every time, every time I ask that question, 99% of the answer, the answer C, C, that is that they're Favorite tag team are um, are the Road Warriors because they were just one of those guys that were smash mouth, in your face kind of wrestlers, and they have accomplished so much that you know, in my opinion, when they were wrestling, they were that measuring stick for what a good tag team was, you know. So I think that's why a lot of people say that because. That was their first experience of looking at a tag team and just in all of them, you know, because look at their size and what they did with their size. So to me, I think that's why a lot of people look up to them. Now that we talk about the role, and you say that that's your favorite tag, 
Which version of the Road Warriors do you like? Do you like the most? That they were that they were in WWE and Japan, or the version version that used WWF? I I prefer the independent and the Japan stuff, man, because I just felt like. Even in WWE, they weren't used, utilized properly. Even in WCW, when they wrestled there, they just didn't weren't utilized right. They weren't booked the right way. I gotta say, I gotta say, I gotta say, I got the best of years of the Road Gotta be, gotta be in NWA, and when they were in Pan Pro, Pan Pro Wrestling, yeah. Well, that's because they knew how to book them. They knew how to utilize what they had. You know, uh, unfortunately, WCW, WWE didn't know how to do that stuff. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. I don't think. I don't think that Vince McMahon, the ta the talent that he was having when he had no. I just think there were certain things that, you know, when Hawk had his issues with his bout of alcoholism and all that stuff, I really wish they hadn't brought those into storylines and stuff like that. I'm just not a fan of, like, people, wrestlers who have personal issues going on at home agree to bring that stuff to the wrestling industry. It's like when Lita, Matt Hardy, and, Lita, uh, and Edge did their thing. It was like, Dude, that's personal stuff, man. You guys shouldn't be airing that dirty laundry out in public. In my personal opinion, that's that's just full. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you think, but I really think that that's just full because that's that is that is the hog had a alcohol. If Lita Ella, and Matt Hardy at their issues I'm a fan of professional wrestling, and I always said that that we're only able to see what we see in television. What happened backstage? That's personal. That's personal of the talent, of the talent, and that's personal of the company. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the biggest issues that I, I never agreed with and I lost a little respect for them was when Ed, uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero did that uh, Dominic thing they did at SummerSlam. It's like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you create that storyline and that fake facade and all those kind of things? I mean, it didn't do anything, man. It just... I thought those two guys were talented enough that they could come up with a better storyline for, you know, if they wanted to do a lighter match than, oh, this is not Ray's kid, it's actually Eddie's kid. So I, I wasn't a fan of that because I just felt like that crossed some personal lines and was things that shouldn't have been brought out, even if it's fake or not or was real. I just didn't think it was a good idea. And it's anyone Raymond Raymond's I will I will never do anything like that, especially 
if one of my sons it's it's involved. Yeah. <coughs> Will you something like something like? No, I don't think I would, sir. You know, to me, being adopted and all that kind of stuff, that's just one of those kind of things that's impersonal and, you know, shouldn't be aired out there and created into some kind of storyline for entertainment purposes. I just don't think it's a good idea. Um, and I think it's going to create too many problems. If you, if you had to Japan. For only refereeing one match. Two wrestlers. What you will love, will love to see inside the square circle. I with you. I with you. If I had an opportunity to referee a match in Japan. Uh, that would have to be uh, the Great Muda and Ultimo Dragon. Why? Why? Um, I grew up watching those guys. And uh, as a kid, I got to see a little bit of them on WCW. And I personally have thought they would put on a phenomenal match. Uh, their wrestling styles are similar. Um, I just think it would be one awesome match to see. From bell to bell. And I've always been a fan of Great Muda and his uh, miss that he does. It's just cool to see how he does that. I think it's phenomenal. That, that means your wrestler, wrestler Japan, Japan, it's great. The great What'd you say? That means what you're trying to say, the Great Muda is your favorite. Japanese wrestler? Yes. Yes, he is. But you know, but you know that before Muda came, came the great Kabuki. Have you ever I, I know who Kabuki, Kabuki is. Yeah, I've seen Kabuki wrestle, but it's just, I, as a kid watching WCW, I think it's because I like great Muda more is because when WCW did that culture exchange and had Japanese wrestlers over there, I got to see more of the great Muda wrestling in the, uh, on WCW than anything else. And I think that's one of the reasons I really got into liking him and Ultimo Dragons because I saw them more on American television. Now that you're great Muda, great Muda is your greatest wrestler. Which great Muda do you like? So Gary Hart, Gary Hart, put up. The NWO, NWO Great Muda. Or the last version of the Great Muda. Remember that he used to have his face, his face painting and stuff. Yeah. On later years, he used to wear a mask. mask. Which, I, I'm more of I'm more of a fan of the heart version, man. I thought that was just an awesome uh, uh, version of him. Now I do like the newer version of uh, of Great Mudos because um, of one moment there's a man named George South who's a professional wrestler. Uh, 
he wrestled uh, in WWE and stuff like that. He actually um, wrestled the Great Muda um, in that last version where he had the, the mask and everything. So, you know, that if we're talking about my favorite Muda match, it'd have to be that one. I got to see that one um, on YouTube, and I just thought it was really cool to see a guy that I personally know, like George South, get to wrestle a guy of that caliber. What are your thoughts on Hulk Hogan? I think he was just overhyped. Um, you know, I've heard so many stories about how he had creative control um, in WCW and that some of his creative control uh, kind of ruined matches and moments that could have been phenomenal. So, you know... It's just like one of the great prime example is I understood Shawn Michaels was older when they teamed up and had their match, but I just felt like there's again is a guy who's way older than Shawn Michaels and he is, has to be put over because, you know, he's Hulk Hogan. And I was like over, but there it is again. And so I'm not a really big fan of Hulk Hogan. Who do you think? Who do you think that been the best teacher in pro wrestling? One of the best teachers. Um, um because I've we had him. I've actually went to one of his seminars. Was uh, Dr. Um, Tom Pritchard. He wrestled in WWE. Uh, he has a training school with uh, Kane in Tennessee. I think he is a phenomenal trainer. His approach to training guys is really neat and interesting. Um, it was a two-day seminar that I got to go uh, be a part of and listen to. And I just think he is a phenomenal teacher. You know, I, I read a lot. And I and I see a lot, a lot, a lot of special stuff, stuff, stuff. And two of the first, two of the persons, person ever come, ever come out when they say about teachers. I gotta, I gotta say, Matsuda, 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 the trainer of Hulk Hogan. And Stu Stu Hart, yes. yeah, I think he was phenomenal. Look at the long list of guys that he trained and who are WWE Hall of Famers. It's you know unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think Stu was probably a phenomenal trainer uh, in his day because of the caliber of guys that he had trained. About, tra about trainers, you know that there's been family, family in this in this business. You think that think that number one professional wrestling family? Um. Well, 
I, I'm part more of a fan of the uh, Jimmy Fly Snooker family, you know, with all those guys, Rikishi, the Usos. I just think that I, I like their style better. I know there is the Hart Foundation. A lot of people like them, but I'm more of a Samoan-style kind of fan. I like the wild Samoans back in the day. And, you know, I like Jimmy and Jey Uso, um, the Samoan Bulldozer, Umanga. So – I, I'm kind of partial to, you know, those the Johnsons and the uh, Snookers of the world. I think that's the, one of the coolest families that they have in wrestling. And that the, that the, I know I, uh, I, I know I, family uh, is the best family in the history of wrestling. Oh, yeah. They have look at the long list of great wrestlers that they have in that family. Um, I think it's called Major Wrestling League or something like that. Um, that's shown on YouTube. Uh, I think it's Rakishi's uh, brother, F. Uh, Fatui. No, it's Jacob, Jacob Fatu. Yeah, he's their heavyweight champion right now. He is phenomenal. Jacob Fatusta's uh, uh, the Tonga the kid. His, uh, the Tonga kid is Rikishi's twin brother. Yeah, that guy is phenomenal. Uh, I love what the, they're doing with him on that show uh, with Contra and everything. I think that storyline is just awesome and it fits him perfectly. Now, you think that right now he's the best among rest in the world? In the world? Yes, I think he's better than uh, than Roman Reigns. So, yeah, I think he's phenomenal. And it's a shame that the WWE won't even give him a chance to work on their show. That's a shame. That's a shame. Because, because let me tell you something right now. Um, there's, there's a talent, family name, family name. And how they have them as, have them as a dolphin. And that's something that I don't, 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 what you say? What are your, what are your opinion of the Jovers? Uh, you mean, uh, in talent enhancement? I, I think you have to have them. I think that those, you know, allow you to set up, uh, show how great a, war a wrestler is. Because when I was a kid in the 80s, I, I used to see those job, uh, those talent enhancement guys. And, you know, it was kind of cool just to see a, a wrestler go out there and dominate and do all these cool moves. So I think it gives those uh, wrestlers a chance to showcase their moves. Uh, when you have guys debuting, um, it gives them a chance to showcase how they can do it. Look how they used uh, enhancement talent with Braun Strowman when he first came in. It made him look like he was an utter monster and he could kill anybody. And you were invested in going, well, I wonder who, uh, how many people Braun Strowman's going to be, um, be in a match with this time. And it just made you invested to see what would happen. One of the guys that turned out to be, you know, fans got behind, he was considered a, job, uh, a jobber or an enhancement talent was Ellsworth. So you never know. Those guys who get those opportunities to work those shows might get seen by another promoter and say, hey, we're willing to let you come in. 
You know, that's how Matt and Jeff Hardy were. They originally started that's, with the WWE that's, being nothing but enhancement talent. That, that's true. So, you know, you can't always think that, okay, this guy's a job or an enhancement talent. He's no good. You know, he might be good, but he's just not being able to get that opportunity to be seen by a bigger market. And right then and there, you just gave him that chance. So I think they play a key role in shows and how things can get done. I really picked out them. They're, uh, let's put it this way. They are, I'm trying to look for a word that I could put here. Them, them. Professional, professional wrestling would it be a wrestling or wrestling? But you're saying, you're saying, right now, with them, look at the big show when he first came in as the, uh, the giant in WCW. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, too, in WCW, he, one of the other guys who was an original jobber, but he got over with the fans. Um, was Disco Inferno. One of the guys yes. who um, takes credit and doesn't mind being called a job enhancement or um, a jobber is Barry Horowitz. He, he embraces that role and, and because he always says, I, I heard him say in a podcast, without me, uh, these guys wouldn't look like a million bucks. And, and did you know that know that his first major major role in professional wrestling was in GWF in WF in Dallas, Texas? No, I didn't know that. Yes, he yes he was he became the world like world like heavyweight champion in Global Wrestling Federation, and I, and I guess tag team champion. Wow! Wow! After he came out of WWF, yeah. Well, see, I remember Barry Horowitz because of his gimmick that he would do, and it's why his name sticks in my mind, where he would always pat himself on the back after doing yes. something good. And it was just like, man, that's such an arrogant thing from a guy who's considered a job or an enhancement talent to sit there and pat himself on the back after he gets a little bit of an upper hand on that superstar. And it's like, wow, okay. So that's something I didn't ever forget about him. He did his job. Yeah. <coughs> what are your thoughts about pro wrestling? What are my thoughts on pro wrestling? No, hardcore wrestling. I think it has a place in this industry. Um, it's not something that you should do all the time. But there is that select fan base who absolutely love it. But, you know, I don't think the, what, what, what Excalibur is doing, we don't do that kind of stuff. I think we've had maybe one street fight so far on our show, maybe two. But there are people who love that hardcore stuff. And then there's people like who don't like it. And so... It's one of those balancing acts. You have to find a way to please all the fans. But um, 
I don't know a lot of guys in the industry. Some of them don't respect those kind of guys, and there's some who do. I'm one of those guys who respect it because they can go out there and still put on a good match, but can still somehow the next day after getting beat the tar out of them by barbed wire and everything can still compete the next day. So, you know, you got to respect those guys. And I do respect them. I may not be a huge fan of what they're doing, but I respect what they're doing because they can do it. What thoughts? Well, not your thoughts. Who you think, who you think the capital capital world of professional? Um, what do I think is the capital of professional wrestling? Yes. It's it's the, some of the best talent. There is a lot of good talent in the U.S., but. A lot of people, when they think about a lot of great talent who come here is from Mexico and Japan, you know? No, no. So to me, it's like either Japan or Mexico, in my mind, is the capital of wrestling because you turn around and every day you're hearing about some new wrestler who's come out of Mexico or Japan. I mean, you had guys like Eddie Guerrero who came out of Japan and Mexico. You had Chris Jericho come out of there. You had the Good Brothers. Uh, come out of Japan wrestling. Kenny Omega, even Cody Rhodes originally was over there. So those seem to be like the hotbeds of finding good wrestlers who can work. It just seems like that's where it is. And then they make their way to the States and make a name for themselves. But it just seems like a lot of good workers have come out of Japan and Mexico. What about the those that have come out of the kingdom? Uh, uh, Stephen Stephen Regal. Well, I, I think the UK has some good workers, but the problem is, is they aren't getting an opportunity right now to really get exposed to that market. You know, I mean, you have the WWE UK stuff going on over there, but there's not a lot of exposure um, that I've seen on social media or anywhere else where people are advertising their wrestling shows from the UK on Facebook or on YouTube. So there might be some guys like, you know, William Regal that I do know of, but there might be some phenomenal guys over there, but they're not known to us in the States because you don't get to see them as much. What about Canadian wrestling? wrestling? Canadian wrestling, if you're talking about Impact Wrestling, at one time, Impact, I think, was a good show. But I think now they're just trying to grasp on the strings and figure out how to get back to where they were. Um, again, there's a problem is Canadian wrestling, if they're, you know, is not utilizing social media to get their workers out there and get those guys out there. I know we had, like, guys like Jericho and – Edge and Christian come out of there, but nowadays I don't personally hear about um, Canada workers and wrestlers, and and I might be wrong about that, but it's just I don't see many shows being promoted from Canada or videos of wrestling shows from Canada. 
I wish to remember that TNA used to have a whole Canadian stable. Yep, Team Canada. Yes. One of the one of the funnier guys out of that stable that's still working is Eric Young. To sit there and watch a Team Canada match and see this guy who acted like he was scared to wrestle to what his character is now with uh, violence by design is just unbelievable to see. Another, me another member of Team Canada used to be um, Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Well, y'all set to forget uh, Scott Samore. Yes. He's now one of the uh, behind-the-scenes executives on uh, Impact. Yes. And one of, uh, one of uh, the executives that always on, always on TV between the, the, in the angle between A, between A and, and Impact. Yeah. One of the other guys that I was always impressed by from Team Canada was Petey Williams. When I first yes. saw him do the Canadian Destroyer, I was utterly impressed by that. You know that um, wrestler of Herbert Newsletter? Uh, uh, the Canadian Destroyer came out of the, the maneuver of the year for four straight years. Wow. But it was a phenomenal move that nobody had done before. No. But right now, anyone can do a Canadian Destroyer. Look at that bunny who made us so many. Yeah. Talking about that bunny. Do you do they have been, have been um, actors, singers, and sports people, people from a notes into the rest of the wrestling that's business? Um, I mean, it, it can help bring notoriety to a particular show, but look what happened when Snoop Dogg tried to do a move off the top rope, how bad that turned out to be. You know, look how bad the Shaquille O'Neal match was with Cody. I mean, I just don't think guys that aren't trained properly should be doing that. I mean, like when you had, say, Pete Rose get um, tombstone by Kane, Okay, you brought notoriety to your show, but I just think that back in the day, WWE used to bring in guys, um, Bob Euchre and stuff like that, to bring comedy and to bring um, notoriety to a show. But I just think that those particular people should not be involved in the ring because it kind of looks bad, in my opinion, because they're not trained to be doing that stuff. They don't shouldn't be out there doing that kind of stuff. You know, uh, another one was uh, Kevin Federline and John Cena. That was a joke. And what do you think about the yeah, Mr. T, Mr. T, Mr. Rod Piper, Piper, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Dunder, Paul Dunder? Um, well, there is video of. Well, Mr. T training and trying to learn how to do some wrestling holds and everything like that. And there's the difference. When a guy is willing to take the time and try to train and try to learn something to protect himself and the other guy, then, yeah, I'm all for it, you know. But it's like Bad Bunny is an example of a guy who did spend that time 
I think they said three months or something like that, trained to yeah, try to be a professional wrestler. On, uh, on the performance center. Yeah, so I, I respect somebody like that. At least he didn't just jump in the ring and go, hi, I'm a celebrity. I want to take a bump or I want to give you a bump. He went out there and he tried to train to protect himself and his uh, opponent. You know, that's the main thing. So I, I applaud him for taking that effort to do that kind of stuff. And another thing, he became a champion in WWE. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 24-7 champion. That's about, that's about that time. I, I think the way they do it is great because it's not considered, in my opinion, a very serious title. It's more comedy because of how they get the pinfalls and how the champion loses the belt. You know, I think it's funny, and I think that R-Truth is one of the best guys to hold that because he has always been a funny individual in the WWE. So I think that him being that champion and going after that belt all the time and losing it in such comical ways is kind of funny because it does help to alleviate all the seriousness of a show. You know, if you need that comical relief, throw in the 24-7 championship spot. And it's funny. Now, you like that comedian style pro wrestling. Yeah, I, I do. I think there's a time and a place for it. Um, and there's a time and a place for a show to be serious. And we've done that stuff at XCW. We've had some comedy spots here and there. And we have our serious wrestling. And, and that goes back to, again, you have to find that fine line between what the fans want. Do they want to always see, you know, storylines? And do they want to see serious wrestling? Or do they want to see comedy mixed in there? So you've got to find that fine line to get make sure that every fan, when they pay that hard money to come watch your product, is getting something they enjoy. I bet that, that the persons that would love, would love to see this pandemic to be over. Yeah, I'm one of them, man. I, I, I would love to see it be over because there have been a lot of shows that closed down because of it um, and are now slowly but surely opening up. I just saw on Facebook they finally opened up uh, wrestling uh, promotions back in Kansas. Um, so it has hurt the, it, the industry a little bit with the pandemic, but it has been a good thing because it's limited where guys could work. So you're able to find a plethora of guys right now who are willing and desperate to work because there's not many places that are open. So it's had its downfalls that a lot of places aren't getting to get their fill of independent wrestling, but it's helped some places because one or two shows are still running and all these guys hear about it and they come wanting to get booked on that show. So it's kind of worked out for some companies. That's how it's worked with us with some limited shows running right now here in this area. And now they're starting to open up. We were able, we're still able to get some, lot of guys to come work for our show who may not normally be able to take a booking for us because they already are booked for X amount of months because of some other shows. So it's worked out for us where the pandemic has helped a little bit for us to get these guys to come work for us because their schedules aren't so booked.
know that we know that we have so many so many seasons because right? like a season like a season. Which one? Which one? Which match do you think that has been that has been the best WrestleMania made it of them all? Of them all. Um, I I personally it was because I like the Ultimate Warrior. I always thought the Ultimate Warrior. Hogan match where they unified the heavyweight title and the Intercontinental Championship was always a great match. I really do. And if you're talking about WrestleMania, I, I love how the WWE was so cheap with their stuff this year because the pirate design that they came up with this year was actually meant for last WrestleMania that they couldn't have in a uh, um, an arena. So I thought that was kind of a funny thing to see this year. Do you think do you think that you saw mania, mania out of the United States, United States? You know that they they already done it in ten wise wise. You, you see, they see been having been having the vision. You see, to put a show like mania, mania out of the United States, maybe Canada. Um, do I think it would be good for the fans to have his uh, WrestleMania outside of the United States? Yes. I, yes, I think it would be because it would expose more people to this industry that may have not been able to get a chance to see it because they live so far away. You know, it, when you get to – I remember taking my son one time to see a house show, and he thought it was the coolest thing in the world because – he got to see these guys that he watches on television. So for some of these people who live overseas and may not get that chance for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have WrestleMania come to their country and to be able to actually go to the show would be a phenomenal thing. I know a lot of people, I have a couple of friends who've gone to WrestleMania, and they say it's a ph phenomenal and fun time. So I think people would enjoy it if he would uh, take it other places besides the United States. Which one is the number one event, event of XCW? What is the number one event? Yes. Yes. Well, I think the best one that we've had so far was when we had C.W. Anderson. Um, I think the other one was the night that we crowned uh, our first heavyweight champion, which was Jack Insane. I thought those were two great nights for Excalibur. Um and we have plenty more great moments coming. We got some uh, great matchups. Uh, I don't know if you know who Wes Fat is. Uh, they call him the Beast Man mm -hmm. in professional wrestling. He will be there this Sunday for Excalibur Wrestling. How many titles does Excalibur have? We have the junior heavyweight title. Um we have, which the junior heavyweight title is held by, give me a second, Shay Shay McGrady. We have a TV champion who is Cam Jackson. Um, our heavyweight champion right now is TKO, and our tag team champions are Perfect Vision. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask. 
the promoter or the referee. I'm going to ask the, the fan. Have the, have the opportunity to book those four in single major championship matches who love to see challenging those for those four champions your dream matches championship matches in um if you're talking about my our champions that we have right now who I would like to see them against anybody in the world um I'd like to see uh a perfect vision go against the lucha brothers bye bye uh, Perfect Vision is those high, is a high-flying tag team uh, who also can do a little bit of ground and pound. So they're a pretty good team. Um, right now, you, you got Cam Jackson. Man, Cam is a great worker. There's probably not anybody he couldn't find a good match with. But... I think that you would have to find a good baby face for him to work specifically in this industry. Um, but if you were to say, hey, put him with somebody, it would be Chris Jericho. I think those two would have a phenomenal match. They're both great on the mic, and he is great on the mic. And I think they would have a great uh, lead up to their match and a story built for them. Um, Shay Shay McGrady would be one of those guys that you have to put with a guy like Eddie, uh, a Rey Mysterio, man, because he he can do some phenomenal stuff in that ring, and I think that'd be an interesting matchup between those two. Well, well, Ben, it's been a been a honor for me, but before we leave. I would love to hear hear as words words from you you to the global wrestling podcast fans and the XCW fans. Um, any last words for everybody? Um, I appreciate everybody's support. All the fans who come out and watched us uh, continue to support us. And we greatly appreciate every bit of support we get and everything that Global Podcast, Global Wrestling Podcast does for us and all you fans do for us here by, you know, sharing our stuff and coming to see our, watch our product online. We greatly appreciate it. And for all the fans that come and watch us, we greatly appreciate you. Well, Ben, like I said at the beginning of the interview, it's honor, honor for me to interview you. It's been great. Like I, like I said, first, first English interview that I do. So I had, I had fun. I've been, it's been a fun interview. It's been it's fun been, for me too. Um, I appreciate you having me. I really do. Um, and I, like I said, I appreciate you guys supporting us and, you know, taking an interest in our product. I really do. We support company, company, any wrestler, 
remain global global wrestling podcast we do what pages pages don't do we we love like we love wrestling we do we do it globally oh, we don't yeah. care if it's Care, care. It's one of the one of the major companies in the United States, Japan, or it's an indie in the United States, Mexico, Mexico. We don't care because we're global. And W W. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for sharing shows with shows with us. Thanks for sharing sharing. Um, your posters with us. Hey, no, no. That this relationship between Global Global Wrestling Podcast and Caliber, Caliber Championship Wrestling, this is just the beginning. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. God, God bless you. Hey, who knows? This, this pandemic is over. If, if global wrestling it's over in our XCW show. Yeah. Well, you guys would always be welcome to come. If you could find a way to come to one of our shows, you'd always be welcome there. Thanks a lot. God bless you. God bless you, Ben. Thank you again. Well, this is 